Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. She is Kat Shear, and I am sure you all know our special guest and special friend, Annika Greer. Annika, what's going on? Hey, hey, I like that special friend. <laughs> That's a fun way to describe me. <laughs> You're our special friend. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> well, it feels like like we've known you forever, and it's only been, what, three years or so? I know. Or... Yeah, it does feel like forever, though. The OGs. Yes. Yeah. I was looking like when we first interviewed you, you had like a few thousand followers on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. And I'm and pretty, now I'm you're pretty like sure K plus two months ago. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we had to like get your parents permission to even speak to you. <laughs> you weren't 18. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah no. I mean, that was what we did with our young guests. We had to sort of go through the parents. So that's cute. That's so, so funny. Fun. Uh, you're a big girl now 16 big girl yeah true i was like 16 17 then because it was my last year as a teenager that's true that's true yeah a lot has happened so the last time we talked to you was right after you won ken west like the night of getting ready for the celebration yes when you fell up the stairs ah right 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 yes 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 it's all coming back now it's all all coming back to me now (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that a Celine Dion song? Oh, I'd know that from Pink Panther. Do you know that scene from Ooh. John Clouseau and Pink Panther on the parallel bars? Have you ever <laughs> seen that? Is, that? is that before your time? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not before my time. It just wasn't my parents' taste. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's on the nose. <laughs> so before we get into all that, we had to change the time today because yeah. you are being impacted by a hurricane up north. Mm-hmm. The United States is being hit by a hurricane down south, and Kat and I are in the middle. Yeah, you guys are we just get some rain. So what? What? So PEI is without power. Yeah, basically like the entire island. So we got hit, I think it was, what day was it? Friday night. Um, Cause I'm like, what day is it today? Monday? Yeah, it's Monday. Um, Friday night was when it started. And then it was like Saturday. It was still going until about the evening. But like, I woke up and I remember just like tree, like I didn't hear that much overnight. So I was like, oh, it must not have been that bad. Open the blinds and like trees were down. Like I could see a line down, like on our road. Like there was a tree mm-hmm. blocking the lane. I was like, whoa. Cause we don't normally like, we have big thick trees, right? Like it takes a good bit to knock them down. And it was like devastation. So, and then it got even worse as we went into town. It was insane like lines down like not even lines down i mean like the poles snapped in half and scattered across the road like we got wrecked um and it's unfortunate because pei's interest like we don't have any lines underground which to me doesn't make sense because we have so many storms but so all of our power is above ground um and maritime electric which is like our electric company it's like the one that the entire island uses basically um has this like live updated every 10 minutes of like how many of their clients are without power and it was like all of them they have 86 because <laughs> oh. it, it was they have eighty six thousand clients um oh wow That's and it. there was 80 like five or eighty four thousand without power so and that's just like who called and reported, right? And that's how they update it. So anyway, so the yeah. entire island is still basically out of power, except for like some of the parts that didn't get hit as bad. But town where um, I'm currently my mom's office in the hospital because it's on a generator. So it still has um, power and Wi-Fi. Um, but yeah, Jim has no Wi-Fi. I won't have Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi. I mean, sorry, Jim still has no power. I won't have power where I live because I live in the Goonies um, mm-hmm. for probably another week. Um, yeah, it's, is bad. We're running out of food <laughs> and we don't have water like at home either. Cause we're on a well. So like, there's mm-hmm. no, yeah, it's, you can't even like brush your teeth or like, you no, I can't, I have showered in a sink in my mom's office in the hospital for the past two days. It's, it's, it's going well. <laughs> it's cool. You need to hop on a plane and get out of there. 
if there's even planes going, I'm, the airport's going to be shut down until like, I don't think the airport has power. That was like the, one of the first things I was like, okay, how long is this going to be? And can I just get out of here? But it was like, oh, I just got home. And then it was like, and there's no plane. You can't get out of here. You can't leave. So how does that affect training or do you just throw your um, well, hands in the air? I just came from the gym. And so I was in the gym with no power. So I've just been working out in the dark and by myself because the gym's not open because they can't really have classes in the dark there's no speaker that works it's just been a little chaos for everyone i think they're going to try to open up to like open gym soon but anyways i've been in the gym by myself in the dark basically luckily we have like one really big window in the corner so like there's light i can see what i'm doing but it's literally like i'm in a little cave so yeah i've just been chilling in the dark getting stuff done the past couple days hasn't been too bad i have my like escape audio headphones which work great and I don't mind the dark. I close my eyes anyway, so it's been fine. <laughs> well, you're not known as the most graceful athlete that we have. <laughs> and so Be adding careful. the element of darkness yeah. may not be the best thing for Annika. The, I mean, it's it was a thought that had entered my mind, but so far I haven't had any issues with that. I mean, I do close my eyes most of the time while I work out, so it's not that different, but... You'll giggle. I should have sent you this picture before. Uh, what day was it? Saturday. Like I didn't end up going anywhere Saturday to train, but I was so it was my rest day. But uh, just because of the hurricane, but I there was a couple trees in our yard that were like not fully broken, but like precariously hanging, and I fully climbed up the tree like mid hurricane and like hand sawed the uh, like other half of the tree off. I had like a toucan. I was like, this is the most Canadian I have ever looked or felt in my whole life. <laughs> and then I was like, Cooper would like die if he saw me right now because i'm like he would think i'm gonna kill myself like accidentally impale myself like but i was like this is the most athletic i've ever been somebody posted that on instagram right I, I yeah saw i think it. i did i might have okay, put that good. picture up it was pretty funny i did get stuck in there for a minute because like, my coat kind of got stuck but i made my way out we were good <laughs> it's good that's all you need we, we are about we're a month away from rogue right. yeah and with your luck this is like the biggest competition you've gone to. I know. Don't mess it up. I know. This is true. This is very true. We just got to <laughs> stay healthy. Good. Yeah. Jinx, sir. Speaking of um, working out in the dark, I just, I was on Instagram and one of my friends did this workout. It was a 60 minute zone two on a C2 bike mm -hmm. with a uh, blackout um, blindfold. Oh. And no music. He said it was very cathartic. And now I want to, and now I want to try it. <laughs> I mean, the problem, I just, I would need very cushioned um, bike shorts and a seat because that bike seat is rude. So I don't we know have, if I can do 60 minutes just for the sake of my butt. <laughs> yeah, we have, I have two of those in our gym and we have one has a gel pack on it. Like nice. to just sort of save the bottom for, for the zone do two things, but it sounds intriguing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you could do it. You could do it easily in your gym now because you don't have power anyway. So. Uh, yeah, I just there's your blackout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do that I'll, oftentimes on like the Echo Biker if I'm like there for a while because I get it's almost like like I almost get like overstimulated with like the amount of like pain I'm in plus like I just don't want to see anymore. I'm just like if I can just focus on one thing. Like I yeah I don't know. Sight's not a big thing for me when I work out. I have, I have an athlete who, um, she's relatively new, but she doesn't like to watch the monitor when she's in a workout, oh, no. like for the rower and stuff. And I always, I always put it back down thinking she's just doesn't know how to put it down and I'll oh, put yeah. it down and she's like, no, no, I don't want to see it. And I'm like, okay, you don't want to see it, but how are you going to know when you're finished? That's now I got to sit here and like watch you, you know, until you're done and give you like hand signals to go on to the next thing. So. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll make sure like every couple of minutes I'll like look down and be like, oh, you're on pace. Okay. Close your eyes again. But <laughs> Like I'll, I'll make sure I'm not going slow, but I do. I don't like to look at the monitor and just watch it tick by, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially I, with you. I, I go eyes closed. And the, the thought is when I open them up, some magical thing will happen. Surprise. Or I've yeah. advanced uh, enough calories that I'm almost done. I'm always yeah. disappointed when I open my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, darn it. <laughs> yeah. Only two calories. Always. I know. Yeah. Oh. Uh. So yeah, um, big competition coming up for you. Yeah, very, very. Like yeah. the biggest. Yeah. I love it. So exciting. Yeah. It's about time. I know, I know. Right? 
Madrid was also like surprisingly large just in who was there. And I mean, we had like what 70 competitors, but I mean, this is definitely the most well-known biggest names. Yeah. This is definitely, yeah. A little scary. Pinnacle. Well, this is, this is the top. I mean, these are the top finishers from the games. Yes. So it doesn't really get any bigger than this other than the games. Yeah, I agree. So my question to you is, First of all, let's go back to you qualifying mm-hmm. because you finished first and I yes. sent you a congratulations. Mm-hmm. And then we had another Annika Not thing so happen. I know. <laughs> Bad. I was so done after that. I was like, I'm never doing qualifiers ever again. I was like, I can't do this no more. <laughs> I was like, I should be banned from online competitions. Well, let's start at the start of this. I accidentally signed myself up for Men's RX. Oh, sweet. So- Good. I started poorly and then somebody else, Caroline Prevost and her girlfriend, Alexis actually caught it for me. And we're like, yo, you're in the men's division. I was like, what? <laughs> and here's the thing. It's because they used beyond the whiteboard, which I have no idea how to use. I don't even know. Like I really should get better at tech, but I like don't know how to use this app. So I don't know how to find, like, I didn't even know they had a leaderboard up yet. So I didn't even know who else has signed up. She's like, yeah, look at the leaderboard. I'm like, leaderboard where? What leaderboard? It turns out it was, so then I'm like stressing. I'm like emailing Rogue and they're like, yo, you can literally fix this yourself on Beyond the Whiteboard. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. So then I just went in and I was like, oh, I can fix it myself. I just fixed it myself. But it was like, uh, it was so stressful and so annoying. I like had like quarterfinals flashbacks when she texted me that. I was like. (laughs) Yeah. How did you know to weigh your weights for the workout? how did I know it was on yeah. the sheet? Okay. <laughs> it was so, in the rules. So you read it, saw it and just were like, aha, I got it. Yeah. Because yeah. some people didn't do that. I know. Yeah, no, we went over, we always, every online qualifier, we are very di- diligent. We go over all the standards, all the rules. We follow them very, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are not loosey goosey with qualifiers, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you almost need to hire someone to enter your information in i know to the system i mean this one well aside from the first goof the the actual rest of the qualifiers were great they were fine i had no issues well actually we did have issues yeah (laughs) Uh, let's review let's review workout number one (laughs) the only issue when it comes to submitting, we didn't have any issues. We did good. Okay. And like, the, but it was just, okay. So weighing the weights, we went through like five scales and the worst part was like, we have rogue plates. It's not like we have these like off-brand plates that like weren't right, weighing right. We have rogue plates. It took us like over an hour just to weigh the plates at the start so that I could do the workout. That was the, it was mm-hmm. four workouts. And I was like, thank God it wasn't more because that was awful. Like, I get why they did it. I know they had issues, whatever, but it was like weighing the dumbbell. The dumbbell all of a sudden would weigh like 0.5 under, and then we would like recalibrate it 0.5 over. And you're like, okay. that makes no sense. Why won't you weigh in the middle? And then finally it would weigh right. We put the plate on 0.5 under. Like we couldn't get anything to weigh just like smack one weight. It was either 0.5 or 0.2 over or under. And it would just like bounce. If one was over, the next one was under. If one was like, it was so weird. So we got a new scale. Um, and that scale only worked for like humans for some, I don't know. It had like feet things. And when we put a weight on it, it wouldn't read it. Wouldn't and we were like, straight. So we just wasted, it was just like, that part was a little chaotic. It was, we ended up, our friend has a, owns a coffee company and we got his heavy duty scale, like from that weighs coffee like, beans. Yeah. And that one worked. Thank God. Like that was the last, it was like the last workout with the clean and jerks. I was warm and I had been sitting there for 52 minutes. Cause I remember looking up at the clock and it, we still haven't gotten through all of the weights. And there was like weights from like 95 to 185 that you had to weigh, right? So anyways, yeah. yeah, that part was rough, but the actual working out was great. Other than that. <laughs> yeah, everybody I've talked to said the weighing of the clean and jerk ladder was <laughs> miserable. Oh my God. It was- Minimum of 30 minutes if it all went well. Yeah, literally. <laughs> because five yeah. bars all the weights for the five bars. See, we only did, we only used one bar. So I lost time like a little bit that way just cause, but it was like, we did not have time to weigh that many plates. We had to just do one bar. Like we only weighed one bar and that's how long it took us. And you still finished sixth. I finished fourth. Oh wait on that workout. 
Yeah. Or do you mean overall? On the no, workout. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what I finished on that workout. You're probably right. It was probably six. <laughs> you look like you looked at the leaderboard. So yeah, there was probably six or something. Um, that yeah, one I do. Like, I do research before this. I was gonna say. I was like, you're, you honestly would know better than me. But yeah, I mean, that one was fine. I, like, I think I, that one was one of those ones because it was like every minute you had to go do toes to bar, you knew exactly how many clean and jerks you were going to get in that minute. So it was kind of like once I figured out how many minutes I had left before like the time cap, I knew how many reps I would get. And I was kind of like, oh, if I keep doing two a minute, like I'll be fine and I'll have a great score. Like I'll know I'll have a fine score. It was like 15 or 17, I think. Cause I talked to somebody before and he's like, if you get over 15, you'll be solid. And I was like, perfect. And then in hindsight, I was like, you could have pushed and done three. Like, I was like, that was, <laughs> I just kind of like, once I like did the math in my head, I was like, I mean, it was really hard. It was surprisingly hard, but I was like, okay, if you do two a minute, you're going to be fine. And you're going to be safe. Like, let's not hurt yourself. But that competitive part of me after was like, ah, you could have pushed for three, like every second minute or something, but save that for in person. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, not bad for using one bar though. Yeah, I mean, I did have people help me load the weights. I didn't load the weights myself, but yeah, we did only just use one bar, and then I just kind of sit back and wait while they loaded it, and then yeah, I mean, it's like that kind of online stuff that when it's like I know little things like that can make a big difference when you're not next to someone, but they my pit crew did a pretty good job. <laughs> so when we've talked to you in the past. We, we've had to we've had to illustrate how good of a mover you were <laughs> and up until this event you had never received a penalty in for movement in never. your history right oh, yeah. so when yeah. you were listed as first i was confident that that was going to be true me too yeah and then and then you and i were talking and you said well they said i didn't come to full extension at the top of was it the thrusters? It was depth and extension on my thrusters. Oh, so I like. And I was like, really? Yeah. And you were like, well, I looked back and they were kind of sus. <laughs> they were kind of sus. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Um, honestly, yeah, for me, it's so since I used to almost have an issue with like bottoming out my squats too much because I had such great mobility that I would just like basically hit the bottom every single time. And like, you don't need to do that. That's unnecessary, especially when it's just like a thruster. Um, and then post hip injury after quarters, bottoming out was like the worst thing for my hip flexors. So I stopped doing that unless I had to. Um, and it was like, they were on the line for sure. And it was never because I was trying to like speed up my reps and cheat my depth. That was just almost a habit I had got into out of like health for my hips. Um, and then, and the tough thing was, it's like, again, you're in person, you have a judge and your judge goes, Hey, lower, you lower. fix it. You know what I mean? And so it was just like, it wasn't, it was honestly like if I had gone back and looked at that and I would have been like, I don't like how those, especially from the angle I'm wearing black pants and it's being filmed like behind me. It's like, you can see, my hips first, it, it was like, you could hit the bottom of a squat and it would still kind of be like, ah, oh, you know what I mean? It was a rough angle, but yeah, no, if I had looked back and seen some of them, I would have been like, I would redo that just for the sake of those, because I don't like how they look. Um, I definitely don't think there was 42 of them that were um, no reps, but Is that how many? Wow. Took, I, there was only 60 thrusters. They took 42 off. So I lost 42 reps on that workout and somehow still stayed in top five. So I was like, whoop de doo It's a good thing. Nice. You're like, yeah. like, it's a different good thing. Cause anyway, so that was a little frustrating just cause I do normally pride myself on being a really good mover. It just, yeah, I didn't, I just did. I honestly just didn't know. And I didn't look cause I assumed I would have been fine. Um, and when it's so light, like, you know, you're just kind of, it's like they were insignificant on that workout. Um, but yeah, so I guess now I know <laughs> once again, but, and another reason why I hate online competitions. <laughs> right. So where was your placing on that event before the penalty? Do you know? Like second or third, I think. Yeah. And, and that was the, the one... 17th. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. I lost 42 reps. Yeah. How many people <laughs> qualified for that? How many people uh, they took six. They said at least five, but then they ended up taking six for some reason. I mean, what was the pool of people on the leaderboard oh. like into it? Was it like hundreds or? 
Uh, can't imagine it was that no. many. No, it was like yeah, 50 was like to 100 30. max. Okay. I think it was like 50, but then I think only some people, like even once they saw, it. that's what I mean. Once people saw yeah. what the scores were, they only put in like two. And mm-hmm. so, you know what I mean? So it was kind of. Because that 30, would be like, like solid people. 42 no reps would would seem to bottom you out pretty good. So the fact that you only went to 17th is <laughs> like, yeah. just, is it, it had to have been a small field. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was, oh my God, it was so stressful though, because it was like, it was funny. I went from being like, oh yeah, like it wasn't even the plan to do Rogue. Like we never planned on that. That's why I was going to Madrid was because like, I was figuring like, oh, Madrid, then I'll have a long span and then Wadapalooza. But then we heard they were doing qualifiers and Coop and Brett and I were like, yeah, why not? It's four workouts. Just let's do them. Um, but so it went from being like, ah, like whatever, let's just do them to like, oh my God, you won and getting so invested in it, getting that penalty. And like the workout I was the most worried about was the 20 minute AMRAP, like placing wise, which is hilarious because it ended up being like my best one or one of them, which is just like so funny. Um, that's so awesome though. That's I know. I was like, that's a big, and my worst one was the lift. I was like, who am I? (laughs) I was like, what is happening? (laughs) But, um, but yeah, then, uh, like getting so stressed because it was like, like we were doing the math, like trying to figure out what the point scheme was. It was like, how much is this going to drop you? And then there's that whole thing with like the Europeans scores were right in, out, in, out. Like it was like, what is happening? So that was stressful going into Madrid for sure. But I'm glad we got it sorted before I had to start competing there. Yeah, it was crazy. Like that, that event alone, I, I don't, I have not talked to somebody who didn't get penalized on that. I know. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Yeah. Either they used one kilogram too light of a bar yeah. or the, yeah, the movement itself. Um, is that good though? Do we, think that's, do we think that's sort of the way things are going to go? And I mean, do we appreciate the fact that Rogue is being so specific and paying attention to every detail? Or yeah. do we think like, like Scott, like you had said, I think in an interview we did with someone else, like have they swung the pendulum too far the other way? And now they're just being like super, super nitpicky. Um, I, I'd be curious to know, Annika, just from your perspective, like, do you appreciate that sort of microscope, microscopic look? I mean, it's hard to appreciate it when you're the one getting a penalty. I'm sure if I came out clean, I'd be like, yes, absolutely. So glad. Right. But like, get those but, cheaters. Right? No, like literally. Right. But it's like, it's tough when you're like, not obviously not trying to cheat in any way and you get a massive right. penalty. But I also think that's kind of a good thing. I always get pissed off when I see people getting away with shitty reps. So like, Right. I get it. I, I, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, I, I have out. no issue it with out it. So we don't, we can't be mad. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm just like, I, I, yeah, I'm fine with it. The only thing I, I really hope doesn't catch on is the whole weighing everything, the, the setup. I really hope that that doesn't become a thing on all like quarters and all that, because that was awful. Like, yeah. especially when we have to do so like the open and quarters to then get to semis, like, Especially, lot, like yeah. and now, especially like training, trying to train through it. It's like, oh, it's just, it's exhausting. Like it is just kind of exhausting, you know? So mm-hmm. um, that's the only thing I hope doesn't catch on. <laughs> um, but yeah, other well, than that, this will be your first season sort of in a different place too. Like I assume you'll mm-hmm. be doing the open and quarters, you know, in a different location, which mm-hmm. could be amazing, right? Like you could have so many more resources or people or experiences versus just kind of like you and Brett up isolated, you know, where you are kind of a thing. Maybe, maybe it'll help and make it an easier process. Hey, I mean, that's what we thought last year. You're all for it, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. This is a very different place I'm going to. Um, But yeah, no, I actually don't know where I'm going to do quarters. And uh, I don't know if I'm too traumatized from being away from isolated Mm. from quarters to do it somewhere else. Um, Yeah. I also have a lot more trust in uh, the people in Miami and Noah and stuff like that. I, they're like, I've been around them more and it it feels a little bit more like home um, Mm -hmm. than where I was last year where I just kind of showed up and was like, ah, (laughs) you know? So um, I don't know where I'm going to do that. I'm like, that's so far away. (laughs) I haven't decided yet. Cause I know I will be coming back to see Brett and he'll come up and see me like every couple months or something. Um, But I don't know. Cause I also, the thing is, is like, I have my mom and my best friend here who I, who are going to do obviously do the open and are trying to qualify for quarters. So like, it would be fun to have them like to have them around when I'm 
trying really hard to not take the opening quarter seriously this year. Um, right. Just kind of like check marks, don't care where you end up, as opposed to last year where I was really invested in where I was. Um, this year I'm not so much. So I, I don't think I'll be taking them quite. It's not that I won't be taking them as seriously. It's that I'll put less kind of pressure on them. So I would be, I don't need to be in a hyper competitive environment to do those workouts. I'd, I'd rather just train through them and stay kind of steady and not have those like up and downs that you get when you, when you put that emotional kind of pressure on, on those standings. Yeah, for sure. So I have a, I have a, a weird question about that. You're going to Miami. Mm-hmm. The humidity there is a different animal than PEI. Yeah. Right? It showed up in the NFL this weekend when teams from Buffalo went to Miami and they were wiped out during the game. Oh, really? Just from the heat. Oh, I didn't even see. I so, actually watched that game. I didn't even see that. So going to Miami, you're going to be training in that heat. Is it conducive for you to do the opening quarters in that heat? Or do you think you'll be used to it by then? Oh, I'll be used to it. The Actually, like humidity is pretty good for – it's funny – the humidity is not terrible for my asthma because I struggle. So I struggled in Madrid for a bit with how dry it was. Cause it was like hot and dry and I couldn't like my lungs hurt, like breathing hurt. Um, and I couldn't take my puffer because my puffer dries me out. So it was like, I can't do anything. And I, there was no steam room I could go to. I was like, I can't do anything to help myself right now. Cause the thing that I normally take to help me, will make it worse because it'll just make my lungs even drier. So Miami, it's like, as long as I have my puffer, like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I was there in May, so it was getting warmer there. Um, and it, yeah, it takes a couple of days to, uh, thanks guys. I'm just looking at the comments. I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, it took a couple of days for sure. But the nice thing about peak peak has AC. So it's not like I'm working out outside. Right. So there's a, couple, there's a couple things. And you're looking forward to the heat. I mean, right? I mean, uh-huh. it's part of the reason why you're getting out of PEI is that you, you want a warmer climate. So, you know, it's kind of like, be, be careful what you wish for, but I think you'll be all right. Yeah. I have to, listen, I have a, co- a class to coach at 430. So I got to jump, but I wanted to say something. So, and Wad Zombies in the comments. So perfect. So Nick, you know how Nick is doing all of these like Instagram posts where he's throwing tattoos on all these athletes? Yes. You seen like the Tia and like, yeah. you know with the head shave and everything else. So I, I'm I'm he can't really do much for you because you've got a shit ton of. I know I'm already. Like, no, I'm gonna <laughs> do that myself, place, right? <laughs> uh, maybe he can make a clean version of you like he did with some of the other athletes. But um, I sent him a picture of myself because I want to get a sleeve, and I told him I was like, "Can you please like make up a sleeve for me and like send me the picture back?" So he's gonna hook me up with something cool. I'll have to That's post amazing. it and I'll tag you in it because you're like my spirit animal when it comes um. to. I love it. That's amazing. All right. So it was good seeing you and I'm sorry I have to bolt, but, uh, that's okay. I'm so glad I got to see you real quick. Who's going to get to sleep first? You, me or Annika? Me. It's already started. Yeah. I got mine. I've got, I'm half. Oh, okay. Yeah. See the thing with this type of sleeve you're doing is it's like, you can do a big chunk at once. Like with me, cause it's patchwork. It's like, I do like little stickers at once. So it takes a little bit longer. So it'll, It'll be close. It'll be close. You'll win for sure. All, All right. right love I'm you, bye. <laughs> See you guys. Okay, You're getting I one had... like every two days. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I might have an appointment like early October with my dad. Cause I, well, me and, so I have this new mom one, right? Where am I pointing? Oh, it's the opposite. Well, there we go. Um, I have this mom one. Cause I told my parents that I would get one for them. Be, uh, before I left for Miami. Um, and I kind of started as a joke, like, oh, I'm going to get a traditional like mom tattoo, like, you know, like the sailor, I heart moms. And then I was kind of like, I kind of like that style. Uh, so I ended up just getting it and I love it. It's perfect. Um, but me and my dad are going to get one where this thing is like confusing me. Cause it's like, anyways, it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like him and I are going to get one right here in Ankh, which is what my name stands for. So I actually will. I do have another appointment in a couple of weeks. <laughs> So I've tried to get an appointment. I'm hoping to get one soon, but my next one is here and it's for my dad who passed away two years ago. Oh, sweet. He's worst watch on the inside of his wrist. Yeah. So I'm going to get a clock put there. Oh, nice. At six o'clock. Cause my dad always had my back. Oh, that, I like that. That's awesome. That's really unique. That's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I have pretty cool parents, so I'm glad I, I'm glad I did that. 
And dad, this is yeah. dad's first tattoo because he's going to get one too. Um, he wants to get it matching. But it's funny because dad and I are definitely more similar than my mom and I are in a lot of ways. So he, I get my pain tolerance from him um, and just the way my kind of brain ticks. So I am highly suspecting I'm going to leave my poor mom alone with my dad with a newfound <laughs> tattoo addiction. <laughs> Cause I'm like, there is no way that we are this alike. And this man is going to get one tattoo and be like, okay, cool. He's definitely going to be like more. <laughs> like, So I'm like, Oh no, dad's going to have like a three quarter life crisis. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened to me. Cause I started with just the outside yeah. and then I was like, Oh, it looks incomplete. So we need to go the whole way around. Yeah. And then it spread to the, my chest. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an issue. So it's a, a real one, one last tattoo question. Mm -hmm. Did you get to meet Manon Angeles uh, in oh. Madrid? Yeah, Manon. Yes, I did. Briefly. We actually didn't talk that much that weekend, but I did get to meet her. It was funny. I was like, hey, I speak French, so we can actually talk. And she was like, oh, no way. So, yeah, I did get to meet her for a little bit. She's cool. So I had her on Sunday, yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all weird. Yesterday morning, she has 10 shark tattoos. I saw that. Yeah, because I have my shark jaws here. Right. Yep. Yeah. And she, she was saying the reason cool. she's, she's read the reason she likes sharks is because it's the only, only animal that cannot be caged or put in an aquarium. Ah, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I like, I love sharks. They're, yeah, they're fascinating animals. So I love my little shark jaws. But yeah, sharks are like kind of her yeah. thing. Because even in her Instagram handle, I'm pretty sure it says Manolangona is like white shark. So yep. yeah, hers are cool. I really, she has one on her shoulder that's like jaws and it's really neat. So I quite like hers. Yeah, and I think she has the jaws on her elbow on one of them. I'm pretty sure well. something. Why. She's got like a, like an actual shark right here. So yeah, it, they're dope. I do like them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She has 10 of them. So I'm sure yeah. she has. I'm like, I'm like sure she has many more. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Um, so let's go back to Rogue a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, this is a huge opportunity for you. One, you get to see where you're at mm -hmm. because you haven't been on the big stage for a variety of reasons with the big athletes. You get to see where you're at. So going in, do you have a goal or do you just, is it a learning experience? It's a learning experience. This is like, all of the competitions I'm doing, um, I feel like my season looks a little different than a lot of people's uh, because I had so much time off while everybody else is training last year. So I'm able to do like Madrid, then Rogue, and then I'm going to do Wadapalooza and then have a little break and then really ramp up for semis and whatnot. But um, they're all learning experiences. That's what I'm one of the biggest things I learned is just how important execution is and how to handle competing live. And those are things that I actually struggle with. Um, and I didn't expect to, cause I'm hyper competitive. Um, and I, it, yeah, so I really, there's a lot of like little things that like, basically the only reason I didn't podium at Madrid was like small little things that made a big difference. Um, so yes, I really, it's all going to be, and one of the things I learned in Madrid also, and it's a, a lot of mental things was I need to learn how to compete for myself. Cause I think, this was that's just something I thought about for a while is a lot of people when, when the CrossFit community starts to notice them, they have already had competition experience kind of in the dark. They've already been to the game whether it be as a teenager, they've already done a bunch of competitions. They've been to regionals before they've had years of experience, but nobody has noticed them yet. And then they finally kind of break through and everybody's like, wow, look at them. They're amazing. The problem with me is that people noticed me, because I didn't sub most of either I won that workout at Wadapalooza, great, whoop de do. It was like one out of 12, like relax. But either that or it was a great, a great event win. But to be fair, it was just that one event win, or it was because I didn't submit my freaking score. So, you know, it's like, I feel like all of a sudden I have these people watching me and being like, oh, she should do great at this. She'll do great at that. And I'm like, yo, I've done one competition. And I think I let that this is nobody's fault, but my own, I took those expectations and those pressures that I felt from other people. And I like held on to them. And I was like, you need to do so well. Cause you can, like you're capable of it. So why can't you? Um, and that pressure like almost made me crumble. And then I was kind of like, Whoa, like you need to figure out that you're not competing for other people. You are competing for yourself because you love this. Um, and that was a huge switch for me. So that's when I stopped. I wouldn't go into workouts with an expect, like a, 
end goal. It was like, you are here because you have worked so hard and you have put so much time in for yourself. Now is when you get to prove to yourself what that has done. And that switched the game for me. Like that made competing an entirely different animal. Um, And I need practice doing that. It's like a repetition thing, you know, like anything, it has to become a habit for me to go into workouts like that. Um, And I only really clued in halfway through Madrid. Um, And it was fantastic. It made me execute so well because I was executing like I could, because I wasn't, it was just, everything was just right in front of my face. It's, It's hard to explain, but it was just a total shift of mindset that just made me compete and like hold myself very different. Um, And that's exactly what I'm going to try to do at Rogue is just prove what I have worked on to myself and, you know, and, and execute that way. Um, So that is my only goal. So I completely understand what you're talking about. Um, My past, I was an elite swimmer and I went through the same things where probably for three years of my career, I was doing it for other people. Mm-hmm. And until I found the love in doing it for myself and my own expectations, that's when I actually succeeded. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so I, I totally get that. Um, who do you, did, do you talk to somebody where that can come out? Uh, do you have like a mindset coach or a friend or someone that you can talk to about those types of things? I mean, Brett, obviously, and I like friends, I'll, I'll bounce stuff off of, but typically this will come. I'm, I've gotten pretty good at at, like, I can tell when something's off. I know when something, when I'm feeling something too much and I've gotten pretty good at kind of retracing that within myself and being like, all right, why are you feeling this and how can you fix it? Um, Which is one of my strengths. Um, But of course you always need to bounce things off people because you, nobody has an actual objective sense of self. Right. So my mom, again, she, as much as she tries to say, she's a psychologist, right? So like, she's pretty good at that. She can, she can remain objective. She'll try really hard. (laughs) It's like, she's my mom, but she's, she's pretty good at being someone to bounce things off of as well. Um, But yeah, Brett, I don't have anyone specific, but it's just kind of my support group. I'll bounce things off of Cooper. Um, Cooper is huge for that because he's been around. I mean, it's it's tough because me and Brett are learning together. It's not like he was up here and he picked me up. It's like we both started here and built together. So we're very grateful. We have Cooper who's kind of been in the scene for a while, who kind of knows more uh, kind of specific competition detail stuff that we just don't yet. Um, so, yeah, definitely me and Brett bounce a lot of things off Cooper. We've got a good network now where we can kind of make sure our head's on straight, but but yeah, that real realization I came to myself after day one of Madrid when um, I had that like really disappointing event with those no reps that made no sense. I did get time back, but I was like devastated. And it was like more than just for myself that I was frustrated that I couldn't. I was like, there is something else going on here. And that's when I kind of clued in like you're upset because you felt like you couldn't prove to other people. And I'm like, you shouldn't. That's irrelevant and too much on you. You can't take that on too. So when you're at a competition, now that you've done two, three with Can West, mm-hmm. uh, Madrid and Guadalupe, are you someone that needs to kind of be by yourself in your own thoughts before an event? Or are you someone that needs to be loosey goosey joking around so that you don't take it too seriously? I'm, I'm very chill at comps. I'm like, I have, I'm also another one of my strengths is I'm really good at just kind of like switching it on. Like I can switch it on and off real quick. So I like, I do try to stay chill. And again, this helps kind of the pressure that I put on myself. I try to just kind of stay chill make jokes. Me and Emma McQuaid, I, Emma McQuaid is also kind of like that. And I, um, I, I like, I got along with her quite well. I, love Emma. Like I've always like liked her from a distance and been like, Oh, she's so cool. Um, cause Sam Briggs was like one of the only CrossFit athletes I looked up to when I was little, little, when I was like, I guess little, I was like 12, 13, like two years but, ago. <laughs> I'm like literally two years ago, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, but her and Sam are tight and they have like similar personalities, just like so laid back. And I just, I love it. So I really got along well with Emma and she got along well with my coach. So that was, I had a really fun weekend with Emma um, and Kyra and like, we had a good crew at Madrid and we just kind of joked around, like stayed loose. And when the time came, like we were on, we were going, but, but it was definitely helpful to have other people that kind of felt that way. So we could kind of just like vibe and not just like sit there and implode on ourselves. 
Yeah, it's it's funny because you know I've talked to a lot of the athletes, and a couple of them after the games were like, "There is a a distinct split." No, I bet between the goofy ones and the ones that need to be in their own head, mm-hmm. right? And it is very obvious backstage, and they the people that are goofy are like, "We know we're probably annoying the hell out of the others." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's it's yeah. what you need. It is. And it's funny because it'll be like in the warm up area and in the corral. I try to stay like kind of chill. And then it's as we're lining up. That's when it's like, then you stop. Remember, then I kind of remind myself of a few things. Then I'm within myself. But I don't do I can't do that the whole time or else I will implode. There's too much up here. (laughs) Too much going on. (laughs) So there's distinct (laughs) times there. You can definitely see when I start to shut down. And that's when you kind of see like you can visibly see it. But it's not until about like max five minutes before the workout up until then we're chill we're chilling so you're going to rogue you're going to get a ton of exposure there's only two heats i mean contrasting to madrid where they had five million athletes going that was annoying (laughs) yeah you have two heats of athletes you're in you're going to get your work done you're going to get out um maybe two events a day so it's going to be chill the rest of the time. How excited are you for that exposure um, for people to see what you have? Trying not to think. Or is that in what you past, have to block out? In past, that would have been super exciting. I would have been like, oh my God, I can't wait. Now I'm like, that's awesome. I am very grateful for that because I've gone so long without it. Um, but that's what I'm trying to almost put on the back burner because I'm just trying to learn how to do this for myself to compete for myself. Um, but I am, I am definitely excited for that. Uh, yeah, it's a funny balance now. It's trying to figure out that balance and where I'm going to put my energy. Um, but cause it's, it's, so it's funny back in Madrid talking about the amount of heats, um, So one of the things that I also was really just crushed by, so running, again, you know this, you've known me forever. Running has been one of the things that I have worked tirelessly on. And it is just like the hardest thing for me to get better at. And it was my biggest weakness. You know this. So that first run at Madrid was 2K. It was like 1.8K, but it started with a big old hill and a lot of turns. We're going to call it 2K. (laughs) I ran that in like 713. Like that's like under a four minute kilometer. Like what the heck? Like that is so fast for me. Like, and we started so quick. I have never raced, like ran in a competition before. I have never, ever just like three, two, one, go. You're next to Emma McQuaid. You're in the lane next to her. And now you've got to race her. Like I was terrified and I ran so well and it doesn't show on the leaderboard because I came 35th. However, this was out of 62, 63, right? So like if this was at semis, it might've not been such a big deal. It would have been like 15th or like mm, 13th, you know? But it was like, I remember hearing some comments from people being like, oh, like why is she such a bad runner? Like all this. And that like crushed me. So like the exposure is good, but it's also like, I have to not pay that much attention to it because like they don't know, like, especially that one was the worst. Cause it's like, I run so much and that was such a huge win for me to run that well um and I'm like y'all they were running 2k's under six minutes I'm like these girls and like the girls that won that run obviously were not at the top of leaderboard by the end of the weekend but like nobody knows the actual story behind the leaderboard so I do try I am really trying to kind of separate myself from that um Cause that sucks. Right. To hear like, Oh, she sucks at that. And it's like, you have no idea. Right. So it's kind of, I do have to separate myself from that a bit, but it will be, yeah, it'll be very good for me (laughs) exposure wise. Yeah. So the other thing that rogue does, they really support the athletes. You get a travel stipend, which never happens. You get a place to stay and then you are going to get swagged out which probably hasn't happened at any of the events you've been to. Yeah. I don't rogue is like the amount of like paperwork and stuff I've gotten. I'm like, I know they, but it's like, nothing's been specific. They're like, you will receive things at like, they like, you have to come at this time and you will receive things. We won't tell you what I'm like, okay. (laughs) So it's been like, 
it's been a little mysterious so far. Yeah. So I volunteered for Rogue last year Oh, fun. on the media, te- on the media team. So I could learn how they do their media. Mm-hmm. And my first day I was in the area where they got all the gifts. Mm-hmm. And in the last year, it was the cowboy hat and the boots oh, and the, right. I do and the belt buckles and go Ruck gave them a whole backpack full of stuff. And mm-hmm. like, it was every sponsor had, and if you didn't have someone with you to carry your stuff, like, cause it was that much. That's funny. So uh, I'm excited for you to experience all that yeah, and, and get to do the promos and the fun stuff that rogue does yeah. because it's a baseball stadium. So they run your promos on the jumbotron. Oh, cool. When you're out there, it's yeah. just a really cool event. Um, and I'm excited for you for all of that. Yeah. I'm excited for that too. I'm like, yeah, I am. I am very excited just to actually feel like a professional athlete. <laughs> that will be exciting. Yeah. And all the, and it, it'll be a pinnacle event for you because all the hard work you've put in, mm-hmm. you finally get to show it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as you said, I've known you for a couple of years now. You used to suck at social media. Uh, yeah, yeah, still do yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe, maybe a post every couple weeks when I first knew you. Yeah, basically. Right. You have gotten so much better now. Mm, yes. And uh, I want to commend you for that. But I want to talk about: is it a is it a blessing or a curse that you have to dive into social media? Uh, I don't mind it. It's honestly, it's, I take social media with such a grain of salt. I don't take it seriously whatsoever. Um, so I, it, honestly, it's kind of a game. Like I don't, I don't take it. I don't take what people say on there seriously. I don't care. Um, I, I like using it to promote like companies I believe in, which is awesome. I like that I can actually reach people with that now and people care. Um, cause before I was like, why nobody would care. I'm like, what for my mom to see, like, you know, so it's cool. I like that people I do like it because I, I like that people care about my future as an athlete, kind of, you know, like that's cool for me to have people actually like following and being like just people I don't know who actually know who I am. Is like I even had a couple of people in Madrid ask for pictures. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I just didn't submit a score. <laughs> like I'm like, that's why you know me, guys. But but yeah. I'm excited. That's another thing. I'm excited to not have that be my rep anymore. I'm excited to build past that and be known for better things than that. But no, I like. I don't mind social media whatsoever. I think it's fine. I'm pretty good at kind of filtering the shitty parts of social media out. Um, yeah, no, I don't mind whatsoever. I'm not one of those people that um, gets wrapped up and it lets it affect their mental state. I I love how you've embraced it with the questions and, yeah. and you take the time to answer them and you're so brutally honest with them. <laughs> or, yep. or if it's a, if it's a, a dumb comment that shouldn't have got you'll you'll expose them and uh, just let yo, it sit there. I love it. I love That's it. I take joy. My favorite was somebody I said something about like, oh, like I'm using like my carb powder. That's like somebody asked about my food, and I was like, Yeah, I use carb powder to get carbs in. They're like, What's carb powder? I'm like, carbs in powder form. Like, what? Like it was so funny. <laughs> like, I love roasting people. <laughs> yeah. Um so we got another comment in. I know. It's I'm great. like, thanks, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with all that, you, you've gained some new sponsors. Mm-hmm. L- LKSD? LSKD, yeah. LSKD. It stands for, it okay, so it stands for Loose Kid. That's how like loose the LSKD, kid. it's Loose Kid. And it's because, so yeah, they have the coolest backstory of any company I've ever met. They started it as like a high school, like business class project. And then it just like grew or maybe college. I think it might've been high school, but anyways, and it just grew and grew. It started as like a skateboard, like X games kind of thing. And Loose Kid was Daniel's nickname. So they named it Loose Kid and then it kind of grew to, to LSKD. And yeah, it has the coolest backstory. Um, but yeah, it is dope brand. Love them. Yeah. I first heard of them with Con. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I saw that you signed with them. Mm-hmm. So is it a, a like an all apparel company, like shirt, shorts? 
Yeah, everything. They have like the best workout apparel and they're constantly doing like new stuff. Like their their Instagram too is like they're so on top of trends. Like they have the funniest content. Like anyways, they're just like on top of the ball. They have they're constantly dropping new stuff, like always doing fundraisers. Like they are really they've got a solid team. So, yeah, it's super cool. They have apparel like top to bottom hats basically all the way down to socks um and tons of stock. So, yeah, they're Super cool. I don't know how they haven't broken through sooner. So tons of stock. Is that a, is that a dig at somebody? I'm just kidding. No, I, I was like, to say. <laughs> no, they just have, have like say. so many options. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's one company that seems to never have anything in stock. Oh, really? I see. I, because yeah. I don't shop any other companies. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I don't know this. <laughs> um, I can so, guess though. Yeah. <laughs> So you have come out and, and talked about this a lot lately about seasonal affective disorder oh. and that at, in PEI, that's really tough on you. Yeah. And I understand that because I live the winter months in the North as well, even though it's not as North as you, mm-hmm. um, we still get cold snow gloomy for a lot of the years. Mm-hmm. Is that one of the main reasons that you're heading South this year to, to kind of get through with this? It, it is a factor for sure. It is a big factor as to why Miami I fell in love with. Um, Cause I think for me is like, if I'm happy, I am a totally different person. I train differently. I have more energy. I'm just like more myself. And I have spent the past and I feel like it gets worse and worse every year. It's like every year just kind of accumulates on the other. And it's just like, I, I almost hit my limits. I don't remember like hating it so much when I was younger, maybe it's because I was like tobogganing and skiing and doing fun things. But as I've gotten older and like my, like I just have to train basically all the time, all winter, that's all I do. Like it has really started to kind of compile and it is almost debilitating at times. And it's like, it sounds so silly because it like, people are like, that's made up. Everybody hates winter. I'm like, I promise you it's not. Um, But yeah, when I am happy, I train so different. And that's a big thing for me. Again, also being alone. So I just, I'm alone in the winter, in the cold. I'm doing mech, like warming up from being freezing, Metcon, cooling down, having to warm up, doing this like six times a day. Like it's not fun and I don't like it. <laughs> and I, especially being alone, like I'm a very social person. I feed off energy. I like, like, that's how I hype myself up. You know, I'm a big energy person. So that was peak is hot and they have the best vibes. So it was like, I couldn't go wrong. You know, like it kind of fixed two of my big problems, but it sucks not having Brett. Cause of course Brett does keep me company, but I mean, that's still, still yeah. Well, I think Noah is a great mentor for you too, because he's, he's had his ups and downs in his career mm-hmm. and has learned to be happy in, in, in what he does. And when he's happier, he's better, right? He's a better athlete. He's a better person. Um, and I think that's really cool. Um, so gosh, I keep so Madrid. I'm, I, we're about whenever you're on, we bounce all over the place. Because I know we just get into weird conversations. <laughs> that's my ADHD. So, so with <laughs> With Mad- I want to embrace the ADHD, so let's go. Let whatever we're <laughs> going to talk about. So, in well, you went to Madrid, but you stayed like a week after. Mm-hmm. So that, like, you're if you're going to go to Europe, you're not going for a weekend, right? Yeah. So, what did you do for fun after Madrid was over? Uh, literally nothing. Like just laid on a beach and uh, drank beer. <laughs> I'm like, how can I say this? Um, no, like honestly, like because I have nice little spans of time and the real season hasn't started yet. Like we're still trying to not like, we're still trying to enjoy ourselves right now. I'm not, you know, so after that comp, I was like, all right, let's have a week where we just chill, like let our adrenal glands, kind of our cortisol levels come down a bit and let's just kind of like de-stress and, we sat on a beach, which is like, obviously my happy place. And I did a lot of like reflecting. That's when I did my like day recap posts, which were really good for me. Cause being able to sort through all the stuff in my brain, that was very beneficial. Um, and yeah, me and it was me and mom, we just hung out. We went biking around Valencia a little bit. We rented bikes. We just did fun things. We 
struggled to find food that wasn't seafood, you know, just, <laughs> we just kind of yeah. vacationed a little bit. It was nice. It was, it was, it's been a while since we've kind of done that. So yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. And you, you were, you appeared in a team Richie vlog. Oh, oh cute. I love him. <laughs> He's so um, sweet. And, and it was you and your mom and they were asking something on your mom. I think they asked, are you going home? And your mom was like, just down the block. And you're like, no, sweetie, home is like, that's where our Airbnb is. And that, that made the I walk. remember that. Oh, my God. That was funny. Yeah, me and my mom have a funny relationship. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Because I remember that exact moment. Because we were all sitting there waiting for Ubers. And we were like trying to race who could get one first. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> And here they really meant where the Airbnb was. I know. I'm like, home's so, Canada, honey. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. uh. did you get to see the sights of Madrid or? Yeah, we did actually, because we were in Madrid for like a day or two after. And so was Lauren from Morning Talk Up and Presley and Alex, the guy who shot all my um, media and Kyra and Kiefer were there for like a day after. So we still had like our crew of people there. Um Anyway, so yeah, we walked around Madrid for a while. Me and Presley got tattoos. <laughs> like we, uh, yeah, we we were able to see a lot of the nicer parts of Madrid. So it was it was really nice. That's the first time I've been to Spain, and it was it was definitely different than I expected, but it was really nice. Yeah. And then Valencia is in what country? Spain. So I, Valencia I, is okay. just I know right. it's Europe is it is kind of foreign to to us, but um, oh metal festivals twist my rubber arm i am convinced daniel um <laughs> but uh maybe not what my adrenaline needed but <laughs> hey but um yeah no so uh valencia is in spain we were just looking for like what's a coastal town that we can drive to we don't have to like pack up our stuff get on a plane like that whole kind of thing so valencia was like mm, three hours away from madrid it was just kind of the closest city that was on on a beach um so yeah, that was kind of how we made our decision. What's the closest beach? <laughs> and then you, let's go to Waza because we're going to ADHD mm -hmm. this thing to the end. Uh, Wadapalooza, you've announced that you're going team. Yes. They've changed the format where two days are individual, two days are team. Yeah. And so that people can do both. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts about the new format? I like it. It like it was a little like, uh, at first, because I wasn't sure um, if I was going to do both because it was like, you've already done like Madrid, you're going to do Rogue. I'm like, all right, let's be smart here. But then I also kind of realized I'm like, well, I'm going to be there anyways. And you were already planning on doing Wadapalooza, which would have been four days anyways. And I'm like, and they're programming it so that people can do to like both. It's not like you're going to be repeating the same workouts. Like technically team is a little less work. It's more fun. Um, and two days of individual experience again, would be really good for me. Just more workouts, more experience, more knowledge, you know, less mistakes in the future kind of thing. So I did decide in the end to do both. Cause I'll have a nice little chunk between rogue and Wadapalooza where I can chill again, build back up, keep that training rolling, um, without going like back to back to back to back to back. And then, wow, the season's here, you know? So there's enough time in between. Yeah. I'm confident that I'll be perfectly fine to do both at, Wadapalooza. LSKD is going to be there, which is super exciting because this is the first time they'll like actually like be at a comp, uh, like a major CrossFit comp. So I'm hyped to do stuff with them there. Wadapalooza is just the most fun CrossFit comp. Like you can't not do Wadapalooza, you know? So yeah, I'm hyped for yeah, that. I will never miss another Wadapalooza. Oh, it's so good. It's so good for the spectators. It's so good for the athletes. I mean, I love Miami. Like it's just great. It's fantastic. Well, and it, it's CrossFit family reunion. Literally, yeah. Like, everyone literally, goes. you take two steps and you see someone you haven't seen mm -hmm. in three months, and then uh, yeah. it just and it just keeps going. I know, like that, yeah, the whole way through. Yeah. Um, and last year it was so big, I didn't even see you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Other than on the competition floor. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I totally forgot that. That's crazy. We're gonna have to make sure that does not happen. This are you going to Rogue? I'm not. Okay. Well, we'll make sure it doesn't happen at Wadapalooza. Yeah. Because we own our own company now. Yeah. We have to be more, friv we have to be more frugal with our, our 
travel dollars and rogue has their own media company. So there's not really anything we can add to the the mix. So we're going to do wrap up shows from here. Okay, cool. And, uh, and we'll be contacting athletes to come on the show because you have such a large break between, because they're doing the strong man in between the CrossFit events. So you have a lot of break times. Right. That's nice. Yeah, that's chill. So that's you cool. may get a you may get a texter. Hopefully, I do well me. enough so that you want to hear from me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I one I got to tell you when we did Can West with you, some of our biggest episodes ever. Really? Oh my yeah, god! And me I, and Logan one, should have been banned. <laughs> <laughs> one, I think nobody else was covering Can West. Right. So like we were we were one of the few. But when the episodes you and Logan were on were like through the roof. That's amazing. That's hilarious. Yeah, they were a little. And I think it's just because people didn't know what was going to happen next. <laughs> yeah, that's a you know a story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so we have hit the hour. You have been so kind to drive into town to be on the show with us. Oh, Thank you for course. always being a good friend to the show. Uh, we love you, and we can't wait to see you at Rogue. And uh, I can't wait to cheer you on and hear of all the good things that happened down there for you. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me on again. This was super fun. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you like what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.